Hello, and welcome to the Dave's You Know. This is Dave Cox. That's Dave Woodard. How are you guys doing? Um, this is a podcast we've been talking about doing for quite a while. Uh, we finally got off our asses and started to do it. Yes. I know schedules and illnesses and all that stuff kind of fucks everything up for a little bit. But we're here now. This is our first episode. Um, and uh, we're going to, you know... Try to get into some just you know, most of the most of the podcast I believe is going to be music related, but also some political discourse as well. Yeah, and the 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 thing I think with the political part that's interesting is that uh, I think we probably have slightly different viewpoints on certain sure. certain issues. Yeah. Um, I don't think either one of us are mainstream political party people, but maybe you lean a little left, I lean a little right, yeah. whatever. But the, it's it's important to have civil discussions yep. even if you disagree because it's yeah. so polarizing right now well, people it's are just, mean about it yeah it's just it's just it's like if you don't agree with somebody it's block delete instead yeah. of like hey man let's look we can agree to disagree or let's just you know let's not talk about it anymore you know what i mean like let's talk about something else but to i don't know it just seems like to hate people for their views i mean people's views are sculpted somehow yeah. <laughs> through their life, through their their experiences, through life, through money matters, through stuff like that. Those are that's what you know shapes people's you know frame of minds. Obviously, uh, I feel sorry for the people that watch twenty four hour news cycles. I think yeah. that's, I think that's the devil for sure. You know, that's a huge part of it because yeah. I, I don't think the human brain is designed to take in unlimited information twenty four hours a yeah. day. And it's like and it, 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 it's like I, I'm not going to like stick up for you know which propaganda machine is <laughs> right, better. Right. And that's one thing that's always fascinated me is that people that are especially diehard political party people, whatever their team is, they they're convinced by watching whatever news outlet they like that. Well, this other party, they're shady as fuck. Right. And they're doing all this shit in the background. They suck. They're doing this. And right. That. But ours is, is clean Everything's and pure fine. and it's cool. It's all good. I mean, look what yeah. they're doing. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like most of the time, you know, I mean, let's, let's jump right in. Let's talk about the border issue here. Yeah. You know, I haven't seen any policy from any party. Yeah. I've seen complaining from the Republicans uh-huh. and I've seen excuses from the Democrats. Yeah. And, and whatever can be captured in a five second soundbite. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that seems like that seems to close be close the border, build the wall. It's like the wall. three word things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's like slogans. People only like I mean, this might be like been happening since the 80s 70s 80s 90s like three word slogans you yeah. know what i mean like and that's all people understand yeah so the democrats are let them in and the republicans yeah. are keep them out yeah build a wall <laughs> let them in uh, you know it's like and to be human i mean they these are people we're talking about yeah you know it's these are people with children but it's a mess down there man it's yep. a mess down there you know what i mean so it's like something has to be done is it our drug policies that are causing all this stuff is it uh just yeah, open arms. Come on in, come on in. But I mean, what is it? You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, I, I get kind of confused by this stuff too because yep. you just hear so much from everybody. Um, uh, hopefully, they can find some kind of humane way to fix it, or at least curb it, or whatever. Yeah, and the thing the thing that's frustrating, like I know people that have been trying to get their citizenship the correct way, right? And it takes fucking years. It does. Maybe it shouldn't take years. Maybe it should. I don't know, but. Uh, it's kind of an insult to them where they're following the process right? and they came in, came here under terrible conditions and all right. that stuff, but they're going through the process and suffering in years and the expense and the classes and the test and all that stuff. And then they turn on the news one night and there's, you know, 8,000 people strolling across. Just rocking right through. Yeah. So. Just rolling right through. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'll tell you right now, what would humble this country is a spelling bee and a citizenship test. Yeah. For people that are already citizens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I know. I'm kind of scared to do both, actually. <laughs> I'm gonna, I gotta, I gotta be honest, man. You know, it's like, shit, would I pass the motherfucker? Right. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I know a little bit of, every, a little bit about everything, but not everything about everything. Yeah, when I, whenever I, especially when it comes to Texas politics, yeah, yeah. whenever I start talking about Texas politics, if I'm with Diana, Diana's yeah. my wife. Yeah. Um, when, it, when I'm talking about it with her, if I don't stop myself, she usually will because she taught Texas government in college for college at, at 
Tarrant Tarrant County College. There you go. So I'll spout something off that I just heard or whatever. And she's like, well, actually. (laughs) Did you hear that from your wife? Look out. It's like, oh, that's right. I I got out of my lane there for a minute. Yeah. How can you get any argument with somebody who's got a degree teaching that (laughs) subject matter? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but that's that's where we are right now. We're at the problem where people are like, no, I don't care what you, what facts are. I feel that. Yeah. Give a fuck about your fuck feelings. Your feelings. Yeah, yeah, dude, don't give a shit. Like, your feelings aren't facts. Your feelings aren't news. Like, let's go on facts. And sometimes, you know, nobody likes to get proven wrong or told they're wrong or, and then proven wrong. But we've got to come to this part of this. We got to come, we got to come to the situation where it's like, we have to humble ourselves and realize like, ah, man, I thought I knew about that and I did not. Right. You know, and, and, and does it have to be a party line? issue right right i think that and i think back you know i i I think the first time i was able to vote in a presidential election was 1990 who'd you vote for 90 no 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 it would have been 88 or 92 88 yeah 90 would have been uh the midterms that's right 88 because i was uh 20 years old who'd you vote for in 88 I I think I voted for Bush. Bush, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I did. Let me ask you this: Have you always been, even at a younger age, more of a? I I don't want to say right wing because I just I don't like that. I don't like I don't like libtard. I just like like me personally. I'm like I've always been a liberal kind of guy. Now old school liberal, right? You know, like old school. Like you do you, I'll do me. As long as there's no children or animals involved, we're fine. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean. But um, would you would you say that you were kind of always more to the right even growing up or it it kind of varied like when i when i was in when i was like in ninth grade eighth grade ninth grade and then into high school i i was much more about feelings about how i felt about stuff i had a greenpeace sticker on my truck and (laughs) and i was concerned about the seals and and yeah (laughs) and and that just sort of expand and then i would go to concerts though yeah and if i was at a concert a band that i loved they would have they would bring people in and there'd be a table set up handing out Greenpeace leaflets sure. or yeah. some other whatever their you know pet this project. Eighties, right? They yeah. 80s. Okay. okay. So that me going to punk rock shows like I um and I grew up in Virginia Beach. Okay. And so in Virginia Beach there wasn't a huge punk scene. There was a decent local punk scene. But you're close enough to DC. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So okay. not a lot of bands came to Virginia Beach. They would go to DC. Okay. So as soon as I could drive. I would uh, hopefully my folks won't listen to this because even though I'm 55, they'd still be fucking pissed. Yeah, of I course. Would, I would tell them, "Hey, I'm staying over at Joey's house tonight." Yeah, and then me and a friend or two would would drive up to DC. Oh, I think your phone's and, ringing. I'm kidding. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and hang out and hang out behind 9:30 Club specifically. Okay. Oh wow, yeah, and then yeah. the old the old 9:30, the club. old one. Yeah, and try to. Like if band was loading in, grab a case and walk in with it or try to sneak in. And it was a four hour drive to D.C. OK. And about 50 percent of the time we were able to sneak into the club. Oh, the okay. other 50 percent of the time we didn't. So we just drank in the hour. Yeah, that's instead. just so, hang out, listen yeah. to the music, hang out with your friends. Yeah. So there, so I saw a lot of it there. And there was a you think about 80s punk rock scene on the East Coast mm-hmm. and you had bad brains and yeah. minor threat yeah and black flag started appearing there too even though they uh, yeah california minus rollins he he was of course of course yeah he was he was literally and, yeah. uh, and those bands were were pretty pretty political yeah and and that was like formative years for me so i, I was leaning definitely leaning left and then uh and then when i moved out of my folks house when i was 18 right and moved down to the oceanfront of Virginia Beach in this shitty duplex, lived across the yard. Right. Of another duplex. It was a Coke dealer that lived across sure. from me. So it wasn't it wasn't the greatest thing. And when I had to start fending for myself, I think I did, it took a few years, but I started becoming a little more conservative. Like money wise, you, th- you think money wise or just kind of like <laughs> kind of both just seeing how, how people people acted lived and yeah, and how they lived and yeah. like what was caught co- and started thinking about what was causing it. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't sitting there pondering. No, 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 no. That, but because I was just 18 and getting fucked up. These are just night, the years of like collective, like just forming. See, yeah, forming your brain and stuff. I yeah. mean, I'd have to say because I'm 51, so I'm a couple years behind you, but. Um, I think in the eighties we can all say we all collectively hated Reagan because yeah. we were told to by the punk rock bands. Right. Like, I mean, what what flyer didn't have Reagan with a <laughs> right. mohawk or a bullet in his head? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I I didn't really know too much about politics then at all. I just kind of went with whatever the 
yeah. bands were saying, you know what I mean? I mean, I was a huge MDC fan. Yeah. And you know those guys. Like, oh, yeah. those guys. <laughs> they, like, they have opinions. <laughs> they have pretty strong opinions. I mean, Dave's a, he's a gay commie. I mean, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah. uh, I don't know about anymore, but, you know, but. Uh, hey, we could have him on the show since he's I would, a Dave. <laughs> I would love. Yeah, he is a Dave. You're right. Because we also talked about doing like a, a, a highlighting certain Daves and. Yes, Dave, yeah. Dave's in history. I think I wanted to call. Let's it. do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're gonna do that, people. Okay, yeah. Uh, but uh, but I I think it's funny because we all collectively like. I think we just kind of hated the government, the system, because punk rock. You know, yeah. like I think it was kind of a more of a defense because being punk rock back then was very dangerous. Like you, I mean, being in school, you were like one of like seven people, yeah. if even that many. Yeah, you know, and I I mean I remember catching shit. Every, I remember shit getting thrown at me from cars. Yeah. Having a Mohawk. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I grew up in this. So, Virginia Beach is the closest city anyone's heard of from yeah. where I grew up, but I grew mm-hmm. up in Chesapeake. Yeah. And at the time, Chesapeake was, most of it was pretty rural then. And I was in a tiny part of Chesapeake called Great Bridge. Okay. Which was cornfields and shit. So, yeah. but that, you know, me when I'm 15 years old and hair dyed and riding a skateboard and got, you know, whatever, an anarchy thing on Just the back of my skateboard. Shirt. I mean, and it was, yeah. It, it, a lot of you know, being a kind of a more of a, a agricultural community. Sure. Had beer cans chucked at your head when you're going down the street. Yeah, or, man. If or if you're skating in the shopping center, then people coming up and fucking with you. Yeah. Like, if you're like walking and you see a car like, like go and then stop. Yeah. Like, and then oh, like three you. guys get out. You're like, oh, dude, are we really going to do this again? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's happened to me. Yeah. Like me and friends of mine walking down the street. That's insanity. Um, so that's that's interesting. Like uh, I grew up on the East Coast in Florida when I got into punk rock. Yeah. Um, like I said, I didn't really have a political view. I just knew that I hated Reagan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we were told to hate Reagan. And I and and I look back in history and I've done my research. And, yes, he was not a great president. I mean, he was to, to a lot of people. It was you know, he was the, the, the puppet on the string. He was the, you know. Yeah, that might be a good episode because I'm a big fan of first term Reagan. Okay. Hated second term okay. Reagan. Okay. When all, when everything started coming to life. Yeah. Well, and maybe it's when all the shit he did. I read Contra. Like, <laughs> yeah, all the stuff he yeah. didn't remember. Right. You know. Um, so, okay. So in 88, you voted for Bush. So I didn't vote till 90. Okay. Uh, or 92. Right. Because that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I voted for Clinton and, I, and I'll tell you exactly why. Um, I, you know, obviously, I felt it was my duty to vote, to just be an American and vote and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm a, we're a product of the MTV age generation, you know. Sure. Um, and this is when MTV still actually mattered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, it just wasn't a bunch of women yelling at each other on there. Um, but we, I voted for Clinton because a, and I'll tell you the main reason. I thought he was going to legalize weed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to legalize weed. And what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> he, he fucking up the he turned the crime bill into like i mean he threw so many people in prison yeah the, so many the crime bill that that he and biden worked very hard yes on when yes biden was in the i Senate. know yes <laughs> what the fuck? and then all these and now all these but you know when biden ran last time all these fucking punk bands that are my age yeah are telling me to vote for biden it's like did you guys forget did what you, the yeah. fuck he was about yes they did <laughs> yeah, and clearly they did i mean yeah. you know that <laughs> that's hilarious i didn't i didn't even fucking think about that dude oh my god but so uh so the next election uh 96 uh i was almost like a protest vote against clinton so i, I voted for dole okay and, and I'm, i've never been a republican kind of guy yeah. i never have not been a republican i mean i voted locally for republicans in, in the local right because i just liked what they said i like they were they weren't because the lo- the local elections is where it's at right oh that that's and where shit com- happens your it's, community is where it's at federal's so. fine but federal's more of a vision yeah you know but yeah. if you need if you want to impact your community yeah. Yeah. it's local and and i live in oak cliff that's where we're recording yeah. now right I, I don't consider myself a Republican, but right. I'm conservative slash libertarian. Sure. Yeah. But our councilman is Chad West, who is a diehard Democrat, mm-hmm. but he's fucking great at okay. his job okay. for locals. So I voted for him every I've time. Look at him. I, I, don't, I live out in uh, Louisville, yeah. which is, is north, north is in Denton County. Right. Um, and um, I, yeah, I, I remember voting for Dole. People are like, you voted for Dole? I'm like, hey, look, man, I was going to write in Homer Simpson. <laughs> and I have before. You know what I mean? So, and that was back when I, I just remember political discourse was like, it just didn't take up everybody's time. Yeah. And you did, there, there was a time that one of the things I remember from my childhood yeah. is that I never heard my 
folks talking about politics really ever. I I kind of knew where they were at, but sure. but they didn't talk and they definitely didn't talk to neighbors about it. No. And very few people had yard signs because it was nobody else's fucking business. Yeah. You nobody know? cared. Now it's almost like a, like a, a social statement. Yeah, it's a, it's another you know? team to be on. Yeah. I mean, I remember I remember seeing like during the 2016 election or maybe 20 that was maybe the 2020 election. It was like uh, any rational adult 2020. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, that's a good sign. Yeah. Like that, that I could go with because that kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or um, the, or the, uh, the giant meteor one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or Bender, like, yeah, just, just from, from just... Futurama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so people do have some good comedy when it comes to this stuff, but hopefully with, with our show, with this podcast, you know, we can kind of show people that like, which I think, you know, we're pretty close enough to age where it's like, because last time I was over hanging out and talking, we were kind of discussing format and stuff like that. We were agreeing on a lot of stuff. So we it were, may, yeah. Yeah, we, it might not be the most exciting show ever <laughs> that we thought. <laughs> or we'll, we'll successfully make diehard Democrats and diehard Republicans yeah. hate us equally. No, this would be great. This is going to be good. Either way, it's going to be good. But it would be interesting. Like, I think we get future episodes. We, uh, you know, immigration might be one that will take up a whole episode. Sure. And I feel like with, with like key topics that are current like that one, I feel like we might agree on what the problems are, yeah. But I think there'll be a discussion around the solutions. Yeah, I think that's and, and that and that's important to remember that too. Because if we both agree that there's a problem and you think we should fix it this way, yeah, I think we should fix it that way. That's not a reason to fucking crucify somebody. No, not at all. It's, it's ridiculous. Maybe it's like maybe it's a way for like obviously as friends we can just kind of like meet in the middle or or but it's really for politicians to meet in the middle because it's it comes down to policy. It comes yeah. down to policy. That's what it comes down to. Yep. Um, even, you know, what you're voting for is not necessarily what you're voting for. Right. You know, these are just, you know, the politicians, they just spout out these taglines and these, because what they want to hear, yeah, you hear all the roars and stuff. They get in office, the actual work starts. It's like, meh. Right. Are we get, I mean, it sounded good, but let, that's not yeah, going to work. The, the lobbyists come in and start hanging out yeah. and saying, the money you know what, if, you, if, we, if we get some money on this project here, yeah. then they're like, oh, maybe, my, maybe I was wrong on my opinion on that's, that when I was running. That's another good discussion. Like, how the hell does somebody that's supposed to make a public servant, a congresswoman, a congressman, or, you know, that makes, is supposed to make, what's their, what's their average, like 60000 70000 a year? Yeah, something like that. Maybe yeah. 100000 How the fuck are these people worth millions of dollars? Yeah. And, the, and I saw a video. Maybe we can talk about this on a future future episode too. It was showing like long tenured politicians, yeah, and what their net worth was when they got elected, and then what it was when they left. <laughs> it's mean, amazing. Like, yeah. Wow. You work really, really hard. Yeah, a lot you, of overtime. Yeah. You had twenty k in the bank when you got elected, and you leave with twenty million. Do you it's like it? Shouldn't be like that. And we discussed it, but do you think it's maybe insider insider trading? That, it's got to be. It's got to be something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be something like that. Yeah. Or lobbyist money or something like that. I mean, it's just got to be, it just, it, it's, how is that fucking possible? Yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like, were they rich when they got in? Some of them were, and some of them were, some of them had daddy's money when they got in. I'm not going to, you know, deny that, but yeah. how the fuck do you turn that into $4 billion? How do you and, do this? Like, the, I want to know, how yeah. do you do this? Cause I need $4 billion. <laughs> this is when my, when my conservative hat does get put on. Cause mm -hmm. I, when I think about shit like this, for some reason, old quotes start coming to me and, and Thomas Jefferson, mm -hmm. who actually considered himself a classical liberal, yeah, yeah, but conservatives like a lot of what sure. he said, but he, he was real big on when you're elected into government, you should be a reluctant servant. Yeah. You don't want to do it. It's terribly inconvenient. Right. You're going to make less money than you were, whatever you were right. doing at home, but you do it to serve and then you get the fuck out. Right. Serve, and, serve the public. Do, do yeah. your due diligence. How many of them are reluctant servants now versus yeah. if I get elected and if I get reelected twice, then I can get a job with Lockheed and then I'll be set for on their board and I'll exactly. be set for the rest of my life. Exactly. That's not the way it was designed. No, not at all. But obviously throughout time, uh, and it probably happened more than in the, uh, the 20th century you know, like in the 1900s, like, like twenties and up, that's when things probably started going, Hmm. Yeah. Maybe if I did that, maybe if I stick around for a while, I can maybe like stuff my pockets a little bit more. Yeah. And then whatever I do when I get out of office, which most of these people fucking stay in office like forever. Yeah. Like, well, how old was Pelosi before she got out? In her eighties. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Diane Feinstein, did she died in office? Didn't yeah. she? Yeah. Her assistant was speaking on her behalf because I know. she couldn't like, talk. I mean, this, this is ridiculous. Like to me, that's ridiculous because it's like, <laughs> like ideas 
they come and go, but I mean, as we as we evolve and get older, like out with the old, in with the new. I'm not saying the new is better, right? I'm not saying the old is better, but there's there's going to be changes in people's attitudes on what to do with stuff. I mean, I think we're probably going to be on the verge of legalizing weed nationally. Yeah, I'm not saying it's happening this year or this even this election cycle, but pretty soon it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean fuck, <laughs> Oklahoma is medical. Right. Okay, it looks like Amsterdam and that motherfucker, man. Like, I, I mean, they're just like guys with signs like here, free joint, like joints over here, and like what? But <laughs> yeah. you gotta have a medical card. Okay, yeah. I don't, I, don't li- I don't remember if it was OKC or Tulsa where I think the city council had to finally put a limit on the number of weed shops because yeah. there were shopping centers where old shopping centers where just, there'd be like six weed stores yeah, in like, one shopping like, center. Come on guys. Like be a grower for fuck's sake. Well, yeah. right. I mean, exactly. <laughs> show me what you could grow. Yeah. Um, but, I, and that's, and, and weed's an interesting topic as well because I just recently kind of quit smoking pot. Right. Um, but it's been about three months now. I feel amazing. And anybody who knows me who's listening to this podcast and knows me, knows that I'm a fucking regular Cheech and Chong when it comes to the weed. <laughs> like, I smoke fucking weed, man. Like, I'm a 50-bong-hit kind of guy. Um, I don't know if I was just getting bored with it or if I was... Yeah. I mean, it was definitely killing my lungs because I'm a bong-hitting guy, you know I mean? Right. I know, oh, it's, it's better than cigarettes. Shit. Is it because it's smoke? It's, just, right. it's fucking smoke <laughs> right. in the your cl- lungs, you know? The closest I've come to dying from smoking weed <laughs> is from a bong <laughs> Yeah, I got a, I got a good nice morning there. Yeah. Um, but I, so it, what's funny? What, what my point was like, great. Now that I just quit to get quit weed, they're going to like legalize it in Texas at some point. Exactly. Like, yeah. So we did, so we're just waiting for Dave Woodard to stop. And then right. I I saw a bit the other day, a uh, comedian. He was talking about the the legalized weed stores, yeah. and he's like, man, somebody's missing an opportunity. I wish I could cite who it was, but I don't remember. Right. But he's like, he's like, I feel uncomfortable going to a store where you get greeted, and they're like, what would you like? Here's what we have today. Yeah. He's like, I want to walk into a store. And there's just a guy named Bob sitting on a <laughs> shitty sofa with a dog in the corner that won't stop staring at me. You know? A weed dealer. Yeah. It needs to look like a weed dealer's house, not a not a boutique shop. I love that. Yeah. There. Like, you know, TV's blaring like it's Ren and Stimpy. Right. Or something. Yeah. Wanna, you you want to hang out and smoke one before you go? <laughs> of course you have to because, you know, because it's free to join. You might as well hit, hit the joint with for free. That's funny, man. I'm, I'm kind of curious as where that's going to go as well. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? You, you care about legalized pot, or does it matter to you? Yeah, or? It, to me, it it's a uh, you know for it, it's similar to cigarettes. I, I think it should be restricted for underage. Sure, kids of course, of because course. the brain is still developing. Absolutely, hundred percent. But but the the libertarian part of me, which is much stronger than the Republican or conservative sure. part, is if there's not a victim, there's not a crime. True. Yeah. So an adult can make adult decisions about what they do, what they put in their body yeah. because it's not hurting anybody else. Right. So yeah. I, I don't, and the, I think the biggest compliment I can give for things like that is, you know what? I don't fucking care. Yeah. Just do it. Don't. Yeah. Whatever. As long as it's not hurting me, you're fine. Right. You know, it's like, and I agree. I mean, um, yeah, I agree. I it definitely, I mean, and trust me, I smoked weed since I was like, like in eighth grade. Right. <laughs> I mean, I've literally been stoned since eighth grade up until like three months ago. Wow. <laughs> Cheech and Chong, dude. Yeah, that you got Both. All covered. Yeah. So I got I got it covered. But I mean, like I said, I don't know personally if I was just getting like bored with it or if I just you know, I'll tell you right now, like after the first couple of days, like not being so foggy headed was like really nice. Yeah. And I realized I wasn't just coughing all the time, like like a smoker's cough. Right. You know, because I quit smoking cigarettes like six years ago. Okay. Yep. And uh, bet one of the best decisions of my life. I bet. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I can't believe I smoked that long. Um it's it's addictive. It's you know the chemicals are addictive. Weed is addictive too. I don't think in a chemical kind of way, but more in a habit forming way. Yeah. I, I I could be wrong. I I should have to look at the science on that. You know, but I'm sure sometimes it's like no, there's some chemicals. But I, I think it's more habit forming because for me it was like wake up, go work out, come home, take some bong ribs. Right. Take it's a just sh- part of the routine. Take a shower, <laughs> get ready for work, take bong ribs, go to work. I'm bored. Go back home. Take some bong ribs. Go outside. Smoke a joint. You know, it was just it yeah. was just kind of routine, and and I I'm not downing downing the routine at all, but uh, for for everybody. But I just think for me, I think I finally was getting a little just a little bored with it, man. Yeah, you know what's funny too. So um, I I don't talk about my weed experience in great detail, sure. mainly because 
Unlike you, as a business yeah. owner, yeah. I work for a corporation. Yeah. So, but it, but yeah, no, I get the, that. Yeah, but but the thing that that I found out more recently mm-hmm. is that when you know now eight months ago when I got serious about working out and getting healthier, yeah, yeah, yeah. I started realize like I had a routine, and it was usually just a little bit before I go to bed, right. And that was really it. It was just yeah. to kind of take the edge off and sleep the day. a little, help you sleep a little. And yeah. then after two or three months of working out, I, I just had my routine and I was still doing that. And then I went outside one night and, and I was, this is where I was starting to hit like four miles when I go for a jog so, right. and then lifting weights. So like yeah. a serious working out and I went outside, lit one up and I was like, fuck, that just ruined. Like I just took, I had this like good yeah, feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. from getting off my fucking ass finally <sighs> and doing something. And then that just deflated all of it. Right. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That getting healthier ruined it, my it, fun <laughs> with that. But I feel but damn I, healthy living. Yeah. But I felt better. Like I felt more alert and I didn't need to wind down because yeah. I was tired because I had a good workout in the morning. And I still have a ways to go, obviously, sure. if you're watching the video. But, yeah, but uh, you've, I mean, you've lost a lot, bro. Yeah, 60, almost 65 pounds. That's so that. good. That's, I love hearing that because that's, first of all, that's good for your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <Big time. laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know how a lot of obese, like seven year olds. Right. You know what I mean? So let's, you know, get that. But uh, good for you, dude. I, 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 that's awesome to me because <laughs> you, you want to hear some old man shit too. Go on. So a couple of weeks ago, I had to have my colonoscopy, so mm-hmm. we, you know that. Hey, this is the this is what you signed up for if you subscribe to this. Doctor Jellyfinger, old man shit. Um, colonoscopy, and I and I was in there, and you know, in the the pre op area, and the nurse coming around, she's taking all the vitals and everything, yep. and she took my blood pressure, and I've been borderline high blood pressure for years. Okay, like the last eight or nine years, borderline. Where sometimes my doctor wanted me to take medicine, sometimes she wanted me to just look would out. You, would that did that did that contribute because of the weight? Or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then so a couple of weeks ago. Having a colonoscopy and the nurse taking my blood pressure, and she's like, "Wow, that's the best one I've had all day today," and it ma- I felt great that's because good. it it was nah. like one thirteen over seventy five. Yeah, okay, and, that's, and yeah. mine's been where the bottom number was close to a hundred. Wow, before. okay, yeah, and face gets hot and all that sure, shit. Sure, and uh, the, the little things like that were like, okay, that was just a little validation of all that you know, counting calories and making sure I work out and yeah, all that. Yeah, it paid off, and and while old man Dave's getting a camera shoved up his butt, the the nurse made me feel better because I had the lowest blood pressure she had taken all day. <laughs> okay, and now this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Moon River. And also on that one, I, so I've got a thing about um, when I go under anesthesia, and it's as long as I can remember, right before I go under, right. I say something really fucking weird. Okay. I just announce it in the OR. Yeah. And uh, and usually the, the doctor I've been going to for a while, he'll usually tell me or tell Diana what I say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually remember this one. And uh, so the anesthesiologist I had was like this weird, like, football bro, which usually that's not anesthesiologists. They're like the weird yeah. guys that yeah, steal yeah. the supply. <laughs> yeah. And so they rolled me into the room, and he's like, he's like, hey, man, you ready to go to the Caribbean? I was like, what, what are you talking about? And then he took this the giant needle out, and he's like, you're going on vacation to the Caribbean, and then he, he injected it into the IV, yeah. and it immediately started burning. Oh, okay. I was like, is that, is that supposed to burn? He's like, you're in the Caribbean, man. It's spiced rum. And I was like, okay. And then I clearly remember going, <laughs> holy shit, this is hitting fast. Uh-huh. And then I looked around the room and said, night, night, motherfuckers. <laughs> and then went under. <laughs> I'm kind of scared to do this because I haven't, I haven't done that yet. I should. My dad my dad was actually uh, diagnosed with colon cancer. He beat it, and they caught it really fast. So they beat it. They got it all out there. He doesn't even have to do, um, um, what do they call it, um, when you go in for your checkup or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he only has to do it like every two years. And he's 85. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it is hereditary. Yeah. That's what I started, I got my first one when I was 40 because okay. I have a family history. Okay. And then I, you're supposed to go every five years, I think. And yeah. I, I go every three. So it's I just, need to just, probably, you're telling me I probably yeah. should probably do this. Then, right? Dave and Dave talking about their buttholes. <laughs> Dave's buttholes <laughs> online right now. That's right. I, I, you know, the, the good stuff's behind yeah, the paywall. The, <laughs> <laughs> the burning sensation means it's working. Ow, this burns. It's working. <laughs> Yeah, I I I need to go see Doctor Jellyfinger. I know they don't do it like that anymore, but I just I have to say that because it's just if, funny. If you tip them, they will. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> All right, maybe so, and I might tip them. You never know. Um, but I should probably do that as well. But that's good. Like health wise, that's good, man. Like, um, I've been on a big health kick for many years. Like I, I um, 
in my 40s, I, I've always kind of worked out from my 30s and 40s on. It was mostly my diet that was never kind of on point, you know. Being a stoner was definitely contributed to like, oh, should I have that or the kick? I'm having the fucking Kit Kat. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I'll have five. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I've always like, I, I've, you know, my 40s, I did a lot of like boxing and jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, I need, COVID kind of fucked all that up. So I, I need to get back to that as well. Um, but I've always, I've always lifted at the gym. I've always done that. Uh, I did CrossFit for years. Um, which I'm sure that it helped kill my back. I'm sure it did. You know, no, no, everybody is fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, now I'm on a routine where it's like five days a week, you know, in the morning. I'm, I mean, I'm up early, bro. I've turned into my fucking dad. Like I'm up, yeah. I'm, I'm up at like five thirty. like bing. Like, yeah, don't you hate when you hit that point? Dude, it's like, it's... I'm going to sleep till nine forever. And then no. there's just a point where you wake up before I, six. I used to go to bed at five thirty in the morning. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> like, come on, man. Am I twenties and thirty? Like, hey, yeah, it's fucking four. I better get to sleep. Um, or pass out, whatever the situation was. Um, but I've been on a pretty good health kick. Like I, I try to take care of myself. I try to maintain like a decent diet and stuff like that. I've, I've definitely been up to like, 230 240 in my heaviest before you know what i mean um i'm i don't know where i'm at now but um just the working out stuff is also like just good for me mentally big time you know and i think people forget that too the, the the physical health part is one thing but but i've i'm more clear yeah and alert yeah i can concentrate on shit a little bit longer because yeah. i have a really short attention span, you're not depressed but, but yeah exactly you know? it, that, there's something to be said about the chemicals you release in your brain just from doing that and th- this will kind of segue into some good like just people over medicating themselves yeah there's a pill to fix everything yeah where, red one or blue one yeah <laughs> right and most of the things you can fix you can do yeah yourself when it comes to if you work out you can clear your head sure, a little sure. bit. It doesn't mean that it works for everybody. No, no, no. Of course not. I mean, some people need medication. I'm but not, you know, but I'm fucking sick of every third commercial on TV being from a pharmaceutical. We're the only country in the world that I has know. pharmaceutical commercials. And I mean, are these just are these new things like restless leg syndrome? What the fuck? Yeah, who fucking cares? You remember that? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't ever see commercials about that anymore. Yeah, and the, right. I and don't. The, I've, I haven't seen a commercial like that. You know, like I, I just I don't get it. I. I I never remember seeing stuff like that. I'm not saying as we get older or as time goes on, we start finding out different stuff, but every kid has ADHD. Right. So, or do you just not want to be a parent? Yeah. And not want to deal with your fucking hyperactive. You, you need a like, label to put on your shitty kid because right. you did a bad job. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, it, they're fucking kids. Yeah. They're, they got energy. They've got questions. Yep. They're curious. Ooh, what's that? Bro, you just broke this. Yeah. Sorry. You know, it's like, so yeah, it's like, I, I think, you know, that kind of leads into like, these kids that were all over medicated growing up, has this segued into them turning into, you know, fentanyl junkies or heroin junkies or, yeah. or, you know, God forbid, mass shooters. Does that, does it, does it fuck up something inside of your brain that, that just clicks something weird? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I, I'm not saying yes or no either way. Yeah. Do those things, some of those things numb your senses yeah. or numb you, how you react or empathy? Yeah. Like, Is there a connection? That's, that's, right. that's my question. You know, I'd love to get somebody on here that like actually knows the more science on that stuff. Is there a connection between stuff like that? Yeah. Um, cause people do fucked up shit, man. Yeah. And they always have. I mean, don't get me wrong, but not in the abundance that they do now. Right. You know, I mean, Let's go on. Let's go on the mass shooting stuff right now. And I went to talk of this forever. But, you know, I know it's a touchy subject, but fuck it, we're going to talk about it. Um, do these people do it? That that's my one question is like, does it happen because of medica- past medication from when they were five up until then or whatever, or is it copycat stuff? Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm just yeah. confused on that shit. Like I, I am too. I've never had. I'm, and I know some people just are not born right. Yeah. John Wayne Gacy comes to mind. Yeah. That... <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer comes to mind. Right. You know. There's always like someone that. that's not wired right. Have you but... ever noticed that you've never met anybody with the last name of Dahmer? Yeah. I've never met anybody with the last either. name of Dahmer. Or Gacy. Well, there may be a Gacy. Might be a There's Gacy. plenty of Bundys. <laughs> Lots of Bundys. <laughs> Al Bundy comes to mind. Just but kidding. Dahmer's such an uncommon name. It's... If that was my name, I would have changed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Name. You'd have to. people Because people just be like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Your name is Dahmer. Well, it used to be. Yeah. 
Not anymore. <laughs> but, I mean, nobody's named that like, uh, you know, did did Hitler's kids, did they change their name? They had to have. Right. He, he wasn't the only. I mean, really could have been. I mean, these are names. I mean, they're the, you know, it's, it's like. Name. I mean, people are like, oh, he's gone? Okay, we're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> these are the thoughts that keep me up at night, people. Yes, exactly. But I, I just, I, I <clears throat> when it goes back to like Medicaid stuff, it's like, I've, I've just, it just seems like people were more apt to like try to find a drug to fix something. Yeah. You know, like, don't get me wrong. My doctor put me on testosterone at 49 uh-huh. or 48. Yeah. And I'm glad he did, man. It's a game changer. <laughs> I'm glad he did. You know, I, I try not to abuse it, but, uh, turn not to fly off the handle here, but it did change because before I got on it, I was, I was very depressed and all the working out in the world wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Um, when I, I remember I went to my doctor, I'm just like, because he does, he did jujitsu. He's like, where you been? I'm like, oh, just, man, I'm just like laying in bed and literally crying at comedy movies. It's like, <laughs> like, I'm like crying at Mr. Mom. Like what? He just wants to be a mother, you know? And he's just like, okay. He's like, we need to do some blood work, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so he did the blood work and he's like, oh man, cholesterol's good. You know, kidneys are good. Everything's good. He's like, your testosterone levels. I'm like, yeah. He goes, 185. Mine was 170 last year when I got it checked. And I, and I didn't know anything about that shit. So I'm like, oh, that's good. Right. He's like, yeah. He's like 300's low. Yeah. So you're like, and I said, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to put you on testosterone cypionate, which I, you know, I want to be honest here. I, in my thirties, there was about a couple months period. I was on a weightlifting team. And I got offered by a cop and a fireman, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, if you want to need some enhance. Oh, okay, fuck it, I'll try it, you know. Uh, it was okay, but it definitely, my wife was like, you're you're a dick, dude. Right. Like, you are like you look good, but you're a dick. So I just skipped all that shit. But I didn't realize the science behind that is like, if you, um, you know, if you replace... Your natural testosterone was synthetic. It stops. Producing. It stops producing it. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, I was like, I did that stuff in my thirties, and he's like, exactly why we're here today, sir. Oh man. So I was oh, like, uh, I mean, it was a it was a brief moment. It really was. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, but as we get older, we do know that the, the dro- your levels drop. It's natural. And, I mean, it, it's a natural. But but I'm on a prescribed amount. You know? Right. <laughs> I don't go over the amount. You don't. Um, you don't have to buy it. I, I can't. A, you don't buy it in an alley. No. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I'm not starting Fight Club or anything, people. Like, I mean, but it's like it's like because my wife would be like, "I'm out, dude. Like, you're no way. I'm not putting up with this shit." You know. Um. But it, it, it's it's just weird. I mean, getting older. Getting older is weird. It is because I think we're still very young hearted, very young minded. You know what I mean? But it's like. The body's grow- the body's old, getting older. Yeah, nothing you can do about that. You and know it makes I mean? me think about like different ages that my parents were, yeah. and what I thought they were like, yeah. and what they probably were actually like. Right, you know, it's right. Like, because I, in my brain, I don't feel any different than I did when I was in my twenties or thirties. Yeah, but my body lets me know, and I'm kind of lucky with the with the testosterone thing. I got it checked last summer, uh-huh. and I'm able to I'm able to keep mine up um, taking. Uh, Clomid, which is a prescription, yeah, 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 that yeah. prompts you to make your own. Yep. So no, no, no. that's working, thank God, for the last year. Yeah, that's so problem. I haven't had to go to TRT yet. That's good. Yeah, and then you know get checked every three months. They do the blood work and all that stuff. And then there was a point over the summer where, for some reason, my production just took off. Yeah, and I was I was telling Diana, it's like I feel fucking great. Like I'm going out for a run. Yeah, and I was running a couple miles then, and it's like I, just, I ran four miles today. I feel great, and it's like let's now want to lift weights. And then when I got my blood work done that time, it was like 1500 and something. <laughs> I was like, oh. hey. And the doctor's like, uh, we, yeah. we're going to have to cut the, the, the dosage yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. But. Cause that, I mean, that's not good for you too. I mean, if you get a little crazy, I mean, that's heart attacks. You're talking yeah. about, uh, you know, like, like, like headaches and stuff like that. Like it's just not, it's not good for you. I mean, you feel great, but there's other there's stuff going in, going on inside of you, you know, your kidneys, your liver. I mean, you're putting damage yeah. on that shit, and when man. Like, when your T gets that high, your estrogen, and we're not doctors, so 
This do not just, take our advice. Listen to our advice. Your estrogen goes up too. Yes. So you can start, you know, you worked real hard to, to get rid of your tits and lost weight. And you'll grow you, them. You'll start growing. Yeah, you'll grow them. So there, there's other shit along with it too. That so. estrogen shoots up. You'll start crying at movies like so, Mr. Mom so, again. So make sure you see your medical practitioner for any advice about testosterone usage. Yes, not our advice. We're just talking about personal experience. <laughs> yes. We'll put a disclaimer at the bottom of the screen. Um, but that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you lost that weight because you dropped a lot, bro. Yeah, like still a got, lot. Still, yeah, sixty five, and got about twenty five or so more to go. Yeah, but that's, and I it's mean, plateauing out. It's really hard. Well, now, that's the but, thing. I mean, you get to the, a point where it's you do hit this plateau. You got to change your routine up a little bit, yeah. like that. I this past year, I got my personal training certificate. Not, I just did it to do it. Like I, if somebody wants me to personal train them, that's great. But I'm just gonna have you do my routine. Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to think too much about it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, just do this and do that. This is what I do. Right. Um, which may not work for everybody. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I really think when it comes down to more like the diet and I mean, food these days, especially in our country is just fucked. Everything's processed. It's, it's just terrible. It's yeah. so terrible for you. It's just, you know, you, it's even, even, and then when you try to go get decent food, it's like you're spending hundreds of dollars. Like, yeah. I mean, and food already costs a shit ton of money right now. <laughs> so, right, you know what I mean. So it's like trying to go like organic or this or that or whatever like that. It's hard to do. I I knew people that were like vegan and they literally just would eat chips, <laughs> right? Corn chips or maybe not even that because I get this corn have feelings too. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> sorry, my vegan friends. Um, but that's they would just eat junk food, but not stuff with yeah, not with with um whatever yeah like all the stuff you can't have and yeah like all the that. stuff you yeah. can't have as a vegan yeah. so they were just like corn chips and just so you know what i mean like like the blue chips you know like yeah it's like this that's all you're fucking eating like right that, and and you're and you're acting like you're better than me yeah it's like you can't do that dude <laughs> by the way nice leather shoes yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what i love dude, about that yeah. shit um but yeah man like um uh, uh also on the show we're gonna we're gonna have some musical guests as well I'm stoked about that yeah, too. Yeah, but, we got some good lineup stuff, man. Yeah, we can't we can't say who. It, Not until I get them totally yeah, booked, but, booked, but yeah. um, we're gonna have some really good guests. And we between us, we know quite a few people, and uh, we played in some bands and stuff like that. Have you played it like when you were younger? Did you play more like punk rock bands? It, it was interesting. So in Virginia Beach, yeah, I played in punk rock bands that that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. Which is basically, if you want to describe my musical career yeah. over the last thirty five years. It's playing in bands that nobody's heard yeah, of. But the thank you, good nights. Yeah, it's like make it, you can name the bartenders because you can see them easily because there's no one in the room. But I played in punk bands. But then, um, especially right when I got out of high school, when I was living down at the beach, like mm -hmm. I talked about earlier, I, I was working in the warehouse at a surf shop in Virginia Beach and barely making enough money for rent. Sure. And then I had a buddy that worked there, and he played in a cover band. Okay. And he's like, "Hey, dude, you." You know, I know you're playing your punk bands, but are you interested in playing bass in this cover band I got? We're playing whatever, like the college radio hits sure. of the yeah, yeah. mid late '80s. Okay, and I was like, man, I don't know. And he's like, our our guarantee is two grand per show. Yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do, do that. that. So, yeah, I'll do that. So I'd be all edgy playing yeah. at this like a dive, or, or then yeah. in Virginia Beach, it'd be like at a house show, sure. or a warehouse, or yeah. something like that. Skate sometimes at a skate park, sure, and uh, do that and not make any money at all. Yeah, but being all edgy, like yeah, I'm badass, I'm punk rocker, and then the next night I'm playing on the boardwalk in Virginia Beach, and yeah, <laughs> and my cuts five hundred dollars from the next show. up, wham, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> this cut by wham, you know that's that's hilarious. So like, I was a I was a Poser. <laughs> I think we're all posers. I think we all were posing at some point or another, man. Um, I got into I got into punk rock. I first heard punk rock. I I want to say like probably nineteen eighty three, eighty four. Um, I was in sixth grade, and a buddy. I lived in upstate New York in Binghamton or in Endicott, Indwell, which is like a sub of a sub a suburb of Binghamton, New York, southern tier. And, um, my, my best friend, Keith, he had an older brother named Kevin and he had a friend named Matt. Now Matt had an older brother that came back from California, was in the military there and came back from California and was like, you, you got to hear this shit. It was the dead Kennedys. Oh yeah. Okay. First of all, and the first song I ever heard was too drunk to fuck. Right. Okay. So he pukes at the end of that song. If, if you've never <laughs> heard the right. song, yeah. he throws up at the end of the song, like violently throws up on the end of the song. Okay, first of all, I didn't think you could say the word fuck on an album. Right. Let alone call it that on an album. Um, and 
And what are the other songs? Because I think it was just a recording of all their seven inches at the time. So it was like Too right. Drunk to Fuck, Kill the Poor, Holiday yeah. in Cambodia, Police Truck. Police truck. Which yeah. Police Truck, like the riff to Too Drunk to Fuck is extremely catchy. It's yeah. got a surfy rockabilly kind of. There's a lot of surf in there. There's a lot too. of surf stuff. Yeah. I was a big Sovereign surf instrumental guy. Um, but Police Truck really, I was like, wow. Like that. It was like driving. And and I had an older Another friend of mine had an older brother that also had, you know, a cassette tape of just, and I remember, um, he had the Angry Samoans on there. Yeah. And, um, I think maybe some old Billy Idol. It could have been Gen X. Yeah. But it was, it was Billy Idol songs, like Dancing with Myself. It could have been Gen X. Yeah, Gen X X recorded those too. So, um, and I just remember being, I didn't really get into punk rock at that point, but, I knew it existed. You yeah, know what I, I mean? I like, kind of stumbled into it because I, I clearly remember I was like 11, maybe 12. Yeah. And went to like the, it was called Roses. It was this department store, kind of like a Kmart sort of yeah, in the yeah. town where I live. And I was just looking at records and I had money because I had gotten my, I'd saved my allowance for a few weeks. And I was just looking at records with nothing that I really wanted to get. And I saw The Clash give him enough rope. Oh, nice. Okay. And I just looked at the cover of it. Excuse me. I was like, that's cool. I'd, I'd never heard of the clash. Didn't know anything about it. So right. I was like, I'll buy that. Yeah. And I bought that and listened to it and I loved it. I played it all the time. Yeah. It still didn't occur to me that it was punk rock. Cause right. this is in like 1979. Yeah. I was 11 years okay. old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I, you know, and it's not like you could get on the internet and go, what is this? <laughs> you know, it's like, I just like the this. internet. What the fuck then, is that? And that was just, to me, that was just cool music. But then when I got into like junior high, especially then I realized the draw of music and songs that terrify your fucking parents. Yeah, man. And to me, that's what that's what yeah. like early punk rock was about. Yeah. Because I would listen to Dead Kennedys, which has got to be the most terrifying thing a parent's ever. Yeah, heard. I mean but his voice. voice I've never that. heard a voice like that ever, dude. Yeah. Like still to this day. And then I had the uh, the TSOL record that had um, uh, Superficial Love. Yeah, Abolish Government. Yeah, uh, yeah, abolish yeah, government. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and suicidal tendencies. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and my I remember my folks basically having an intervention with me because <laughs> I would I would listen I was listening to I saw your mommy over and over and over again. <laughs> at my room. wouldn't scare anybody's mom. <laughs> yeah, and then, not in the early eighties. And my parents were like, what's wrong with you? And yeah. then And then me and my friends would have. Did you we, tell them you just wanted a Pepsi? Yeah, as right. if you would have gotten me a Pepsi, none of this would have been fine. Um, and me and my friends would just write gross out lyrics. Yeah. And and then read each other's and see and then we'd like decide like oh fuck like just trying to shock yeah. each other. Yeah. And I kept a little notebook. And when my folks came in my room over listening to Suicidal, they also found my notebook. And it was shit that I was writing specifically to be disturbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and it was funny. Like yeah. we were just making each other right, laugh. Right, right. But my folks read that and they heard what I was listening to and they're like, What have we done wrong? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah. That is so weird. I have a very similar story because at that point so I, after I'd heard the Dead Kennedys, I went out to the, the local mall and whatever the, whatever the record store was, like Sam Goody or Camelot or whatever it was, uh, they had records. And I remember, um, because also on that tape that, that my friend Matt had brought, that I was telling you about, also was the In God We Trust stuff. Yeah. So that was the fast, like, you know, this guy's screaming Nazi punks fuck off and religious vomit and like... He's making fun of religion with M I C K E Y. I mean, that blew me the fuck away. Like, because my understanding of a punk rock at that point was like shows like Quincy, right? You remember the punk rock? Oh episode? yeah, there's yes, yeah, okay, and and Chips. <laughs> yeah, you remember? You know, and, like, and there was an after school special. I think my too. today, my son turned punk. I think it was more yeah. mid eighties. By the time I was like actually in to punk rock and skateboarding at that point, but that was my like view on it like oh it's just these crazy like so when you actually hear these like really punk rock bands like real punk rock bands so i have an older brother named tim and um happy birthday he just turned 59 ah, happy birthday, and tim. uh he uh he i talked to him on the phone you know like because he, he was stationed in the navy in california and i was like oh man my you know my friends they they, they were playing this band called the dead kennedys but he's like oh yeah yeah he goes i've seen them a couple times man i was like really he's like dude he's like you really want to hear some good stuff fear oh man he sent me he sent me the fear the record the cassette i know that doesn't make sense to anybody young yeah (laughs) but um and dude i mean because that's just chock full of just offensive downright but it's it's a brilliant record it's a brilliant brilliant record and and then that segue like i remember going to the mall and like i mean he sent me that tape 
and me and my friend Dave Brown, another Dave, uh, he that we went to we were in elementary school together, and we were kind of getting starting to listen to some of this at the time, and um, I was but I was still break dancing. <laughs> Oh man, are there yeah. any, are there any photos of this era? I don't know, but I'll look. If there is, I'll definitely look. I'll definitely put them up. To, I'm to, sure my parents do. Like go to Chess King and get some. some you know Chess King. Some pants. With you know Chess King the... was the king, dude. Like, come on, let's let's face this shit. So I remember, like, but I remember going to the record store, and I still have the too drunk to fuck seven inch I bought. I bought as wow. a kid. Like I was like 11, 12, 13, you know, yeah. like I was like, I still have that TSOL record. I mean, too. I just was like, you could fucking buy this. Like nobody questioned it. Here you go. And I remember at the same time going over and looking at dead kid. Cause they had like different sections and they had a punk section. And I remember looking at dead Kennedy's and they had the, in God we trust album. The lyrics are on the back. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay. The lyrics are on the back. Ram it up your cunt. Anita. Oh my, I was just like, Oh, I never, I didn't buy that album. But I remember I'd go there every time I go to the store and I would read the lyrics on that, on that, on that record. It just mesmerized. Yeah. Of what, cause I couldn't understand what he was saying. Right. I mean, I, I obviously do now cause I, I've heard the albums a million times, read the lyrics. Yeah, but if you're times. reading along, no. Dude, I could not believe it. So fast forward, I moved from Binghamton, New York around 84, 85 to Tampa, Florida. So Tampa, Florida, when I moved there, I got into skateboarding and from, the soundtrack was hardcore punk. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just what you find. It was a brilliant soundtrack for it. Like yep. what else are you going to wreck to? Right. Not run DMC. <laughs> right. I was spinning on my head to that. Yeah. I had to find, you know what I mean? So, um, and that's when I really started diving into like punk rock, you know, yeah. but I was going to tell you up in New York <laughs> after I got the fear album, me and my buddy Dave wrote fucked up lyrics just to like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And my fucking parents found that shit. Broke my police truck seven inch. Didn't find my too drunk to fuck seven. Took or took it away from me at least. Right. Yeah, fascists. Um, and uh, I, I I got in trouble. Like I remember getting in trouble for writing that shit because they were like, I mean, this is a time period where like parents just didn't they didn't get, you know most parents don't get it with their kid with their younger kids, but. They really didn't understand the, this. The, the difference in our parents' generation and ours yeah. is dramatic. Because my parents it's, are from the silent generation. Yours right. probably are too. You yeah. Know? Yep. Uh, that means they grew up in the McCarthy era. Like yeah. that's you know not boomers. McCarthy era was very different. Yep. And uh, they were just told to shut up. Don't worry about it. Everything's under control. You know. Yeah. Um. So that's just funny that you have that same that's fucking wild. story. Like that is a <laughs> like. Wow, we have so much in common. I told you. Yeah. And another thing too that it, like I think about stuff that that kids now can't relate to, and. Uh, I would get, I would all, as soon as it came out, I would go to this one record store and get maximum rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. And man. then just look through the back and all the ads in the back where a band could take out a tiny little, like four inch, yeah. two, two inch ad. And it was like to get our EP on a cassette. Yeah. Demo. You, or... you put $4 in a concealed envelope yeah. and then have a, an address <laughs> stamped envelope inside that one yeah. with your address on it. Yeah. You mail that to them, and sometime in the next six months, you might get a cassette yeah. in the mailbox. This is called snail mail, people. It, there was a band. I still don't know what happened to them, and I haven't. I don't know why I remember this, but the first one I ordered like that at a Maximum Rock and Roll was a band called Pillsbury Hardcore. <laughs> and <laughs> that sounds familiar. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've heard it. For some reason, I remember the EP being like the Pillsbury Doughboy. But he's holding a knife with blood dripping off of it or something like that. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm going to yeah, buy that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like whatever. Cause that was a great thing about like when I, when I first started into hardcore punk, like it was the band names that I just was like, yeah, you know, cause even I told you my brother, like when he's telling me like he, li he lived, uh, he was stationed in San Diego. So yeah, he's like, yeah, I've seen dead Kennedys. He's like, dude, you should listen to the circle jerks and like fear and DOA. Like I, yeah. that he turned me on to a lot of that stuff, you know, it wasn't really his genre but it was new back then so right. people were gravitating to it i mean even yeah. if you go back and look at pictures of shows back then there's a lot of very normal looking people there like i mean normal yeah. like just kind of normal jock haircuts and stuff like that that they just were there to witness this shit like what the yep. fuck is it? we heard about it you know and a lot of times the especially in in on the west coast a lot of the bands didn't even yeah. look punk yeah the circle jerks yeah like those I, guys. I saw the, i saw the circle jerks in sometime in the 80s it yeah was circle jerks in seven seconds touring together saw that tour and they played at a place called the boathouse that okay. got destroyed by a hurricane about 10 years yeah. ago but yeah. in norfolk virginia and and I, there's a full video of the show i was at 
that's on YouTube. Really? I and, love that. And I, I, I just had this memory of what the circle jerks looked like at that time, like in the mid late-ish yeah. 80s. But then looking at the video, yeah. like he had dreads. He had dreads at that point. He had, yeah, he started. He had, he had dreads. They were short. He yeah. just started growing them. Greg Hetson's wearing like a button-down collar yeah. shirt and yeah. you know op shorts or something. Exactly. Yeah, gotcha yeah. shorts. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at old pictures of like, look at old pictures of Greg Ginn from Black Flag. Yeah. Always had button down collar shirt. Dude, on I mean, those are like those are like Salvation Army clothes he got. Like those guys didn't have any money, right? Like they didn't have money for leather and spikes and all that stuff. But they didn't want to dress like that. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend people like check out the Henry Rollins book, Get in the Van. Okay, I, I haven't I haven't read it. It's great. It's on audiobook as well, and it's him doing it. So right. obviously, he's you know he yeah. likes to talk like we do, <laughs> right? A lot, and um, it's brilliant. It's basically the first part of it is kind of like his memory from. Before Black Flag and getting into Black Flag, and then at some point he started his his journal. So it's right. it's just you know you know February fourteenth you know nineteen eighty three played Philadelphia last night broke my knuckle on some guy's forehead right. got jumped after the show the promoter didn't pay us I mean it was it's a really good insight to like what touring was because back then like I thought a band was like if you were in a band you were rich right because I was just part of the MTV generation yeah. like you were. You were you, if you were in a band and, may, and on a record, you were rich. Yep. No, no, not even those close. guys lived on five dollars a day. Yeah, yeah, that was their per diem. I mean, the Descendants lived on five dollars a day up until like literally like twenty years ago. Yeah, and they I mean? they had an old U-Haul truck with that looked like a um the inside of a submarine where yeah. they had racks built. Yeah, and they did those bands didn't stay in hotels. No if, man, if they couldn't crash at someone's house, they're sleeping in yeah. the back of their fucking and, U-Haul. And <laughs> also, and you probably know this from playing in bands too. Like if you're touring, because I toured a lot, uh, playing playing in bands in the '90s and stuff like that. But it's like you, if you get a place to stay, it's like cool. Well, you're not going to sleep because right. everybody's going there to party. Yeah, and you're the band, so you're supposed to stay up and party with them. I usually stayed up and partied with everybody. <laughs> All all Dave all night, you know. You don't want to be rude. No, I don't, I don't want to be rude. I'll do. I'll sure. I'll do some cocaine. Is there any more cocaine? You know. And but it was like you weren't sleeping. You were, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, the, every now and then we'd have to. When I was an REO speed dealer, uh, one person had to take turns to sleep in the van because we had to protect the fucking Guard equipment. The shit, yeah, yeah. I mean, people would break into your shit and steal your stuff. I mean, that was very common. Um. Definitely got some pretty good road stories from a lot of these. I'm sure you probably got some yeah, pretty ones too. I, I, so we need to do like we'll a, touch a base on that. Yeah, on we'll touch base yeah. on some touring stuff. Um, hopefully, when I get, I, I, I'll break this one. We're gonna get Sammy Town from Fang on here. Yeah, I mean, he's already said he's gonna do it, but I, I can't wait to get some of his fucking tour stories. Yeah, I mean they yeah. tour, they toured, man, like because. You know, a lot of those bands, they kind of stayed more regional and stuff like that. Right. But Black Flag opened that, opened those roads for all those bands to start touring and stuff. And Fang, he told me a story about how they played Baltimore and the promoter couldn't pay him or whatever. So Dan Higgs, who's a pretty popular tattooer, you know, people, any tattooer, like they, they know Dan Higgs. He, they spray painted, you know, this, their van. <laughs> they did like they so they could they did art all over the van and sam's got some of some of dan higgs like earliest tattoos man like it's pretty cool to see him dude so that's good yeah i'm looking good. forward to getting him on the show he's 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 a good friend of mine i met him when i was on tour singing in a band called billy club um and me i met him and jim martin from faith no more was actually playing no saying at the time yeah wow I remember I ran out. I was like, "You're Sam." I was like, "Are you Jim Martin?" <laughs> the fuck, dude! Like, what are you? Doing what are you here? doing here? Like, um, and me and Sam just hit it off right away. Like, really yeah. good buds. Like, right away. And uh, I love that dude. And he's he's a good guy. He's, um, we'll we'll get him on the show so you guys can hear his story. It's it's really interesting and it's uh, um. It's it's just interesting, and that, I, I have a feeling that'll be a full episode. That's not yeah. going to be a segment. <laughs> no, he it'll be a full because he's. And I also want to talk about like recovery and stuff like that yeah, because he's been clean for like I think he just celebrated sixteen or seventeen years. Um, I mean, Sam is definitely part of the old drug eighties. You know what I mean? I mean, they were, you know, I mean that's you just party and stuff like that. But he's got uh, his his you know, which the great thing about him is like he can laugh about stuff like that so you know what i mean like not like yeah it was a like no yeah we did this we had a, and then oh then we went to this party and did that he can kind of like embellish on the good times before it got dark right 
No, but he can also like, but he can also talk about his recovery and what he puts into that because he puts in a lot. Those yeah. guys put in a lot to the recovery. Yeah. You know? So I'd like to much kudos to him. And so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward Heck to that yeah. interview as well. That'd be a good one. Yeah. It's going to be really good. Man, we've been talking for an hour. We have. And that's why it, you guys can't see it if you're looking on video. But I, knowing one thing that Dave and I both know about ourselves is that we talk a lot. Yes. Thus, the Dave trust me, if anybody knows, they know this. Um, so we, we were concerned about what. We don't have Joe Rogan stamina as far no. as t- we, there's not a subject that I think that I could talk about that long. There right. might be. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll we, see. we don't have a limit to the length of the show, but we want to be aware of where we're at because we don't want, <laughs> we don't want to get people. We don't want people to get bored. We want to. Uh, and obviously, this stuff gets edited and kind of like squashed together and stuff like that. But we kind of made it a point to, to, to make sure try to keep it interesting for people that are watching yeah. and listening and stuff like that. I mean, it's uh um, this is fun to do. We've talked about doing this for a while. I've had multiple people tell me you should do a podcast and all the people I've told that I'm, we're doing this are super excited. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to hear this. Yep. I mean, it's all the same bullshit. They hear me say Skype. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> right. they're like, yeah, I've already heard all this shit. Like, yeah, I know. I know. But it sounds really cool with except AirPods the, in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for the breakdancing. Nobody knew about that. Right, that's a, I, we need, I want to dig into that a lot. Uh, more. I'm gonna, <laughs> I guarantee you there's gotta be some pictures of me doing that shit somewhere. Do you too bad, I say. There's no video. <laughs> right. And and the only reason I think that's funny is that I clearly remember, I think I was ninth or 10th grade, yeah. I went to Chess King and I bought a pair of white pants. Oh, yeah. And then they had zippers that went all the way down the side. Yeah. yeah. And when you unzip it, it was, I don't know what color it was because I'm colorblind, but Probably black. I was told it was like teal oh, or something yes. like that. So yeah. it would flare out. A lot of teal like in that. the 80s. Yeah. A lot of teal. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I... <laughs> And I'd wear like a, sh- a button-up shirt with no sleeves on it. Yeah, that. fucking eighties. All right, we'll definitely have to find some. Old, if you got some old pictures, I'll definitely I'll find some old eighties pictures. <laughs> like high, like school pictures are usually the best because they kind of like you know, yeah, they just represent that era, yes, <laughs> or era of the time. So, yeah. um, but did you just keep saying chess cake, and I just like, I just chuckled <laughs> to myself because it was like. Come on, mom, take me to chess king. I get, I gotta get a new pair of like gray in the front, black in the back, black in the back guest jeans, dude. Like tighter than, tighter than my jeans are now. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I can barely get my feet through them. It was just amazing. Like, um, cause that was out with, you know, bell bottoms went out though. Yeah. Super tight. And I think just to give everybody an idea of what. A lot of future episodes, I feel like are going to be a lot like this one where I think it was a, a, dual stream of consciousness yeah, kind just of gotta, some are going to be focused i sure. think we're going to have topics like there'll be a tour story yeah thing. yeah 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 there'll be guests and if the guests are you know have just great stories to tell the entire episode might yeah, be that yeah, yeah other guests if they don't have time it might be a 20 minute segment sure. and then you know we work that into the rest of the yeah, show or yeah. whatever but i think some shows are going to be very topic focused and yeah and many of them are going to be this <laughs> so just kind of like topic folks but kind of ran- random like just yeah. oh and then this time oh look you did too holy shit like yeah. i think that's cool though i mean and that's you know uh, as long as it keeps people interested in listening for a little bit, that's great. You yeah. know, I, I just, you know, I, uh, I was a vocalist for many years in a band. So it's like, I, I like entertaining, you know, but I think I, my voice can't handle it anymore, dude. Like really? it, just, it just can't. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I posted on Facebook, like, Hey, I had a great time, but I'm done. Right. I was, I was singing in a band called uh, crucial times, which great fucking band, great punk rock band. Like, and Travis, you know, the drummer, he wrote the, him and Manny wrote like, just song after song after song, you know? And, um, I could tell, I would go and record like recording. I can hold up for a little bit. Right. But show after show after show, I just can't do it. And, uh, we did some shows and I remember telling him, I was like, man, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like my, I just, my, I'm losing my voice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just losing it. Like, uh, you know, I never was a vocalist that like warmed up. Right. It, just, it, give, just give me the in the back going, la, 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 yeah, la, yeah. la. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Now, now, Brown. <laughs> right, right. It's like, or like the death battle, <laughs> like, you know, doing that kind of warm up stuff. I've never did that. So I just get the mic and scream or yell and whatever. And, uh, and we did a couple show. we did a couple shows and, um, most of the shows were pretty good, but you know, some of the shows are like, you know, 10 drunk people just, you know, I'm just yeah. like, man, like as much as I love playing this music, 
unfortunately physically it's getting throat like voice wise it's just i didn't want to i didn't want to wreck my pipes like like i could tell that it was tearing my throat up i could totally tell right i'm I'm really bad about not singing from the diaphragm right even though my vocal coach amy <laughs> taught me that but uh, amy kernow um and she's a brilliant brilliant singer her voice voice of an angel i literally was like what's a diaphragm Right, and that what you ladies use? She's like, no, you fucking idiot! It's fucking, it's like, okay, what is it? So, um, now I would still go to do vocal stuff with her because I just had fun doing it, yeah, and just to see where my range was. Um, I thought it was a baritone, but I am a bass. Oh, okay. I thought I it, she's like, yeah. she's like, you're not a baritone. I was like, that's the deepest. She's like, bass is the deepest. So, so. if you were an Oak Ridge boy, Papa, <laughs> mm, Papa, um, Mao, Mao, I'd be that guy. Yeah, I'd be that guy. You know, which I'd be cool with that. I'd be, I mean, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, but you know, I just, I just remember being in the van and just going like, you know, fucking playing to like fucking five to ten drunk. I'm just, I'm over it, man. Yeah. And I just and um, I started doing a radio show with Jamie mm-hmm. on Kano and streaming. Yep. Um, I love be, I love being her co-host. It's just it's super fun. Um, hopefully, I have her on the show here too because yeah. she's she's really fun, very quirky, yep. very very knowledgeable about music, especially rockabilly. Cool. She yeah. knows her shit, dude. Like she's turned me on to stuff that I've I'm like, what what's this? What's this? You know, and vice versa. I've turned her on to stuff like local stuff. Right. She's like, I've never heard this. I'm like, oh, it's great. Fuck. Uh, we uh, played some UFOFU on the show the other day. Have you ever heard them? You ever... Oh, yeah. They're great, great band. Uh, my buddy Joe Butcher. Um, great, great band. Their drummer was 15. Whenever, really? Yeah, when they were touring. They had to wake wow. in the summertime because he was in school. Man. Yeah. Uh, ben, he's actually, he actually passed away, unfortunately, uh, several years back. He had, I think he had, um, he had some kind of cancer, which seems to be going around right now. Yeah. Uh, that could be another talk of topic for another another show, but uh, that's been kind of beat me up lately. I got a couple of friends that are battling that right now. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, we're getting older, man. It's just you know, I'm not yeah. getting I'm not getting uh, wedding notices anymore. Right. I'm getting yeah. I'm getting like I'm sick notices. So <laughs> right. So <laughs> you know, um, well, bro, I had a good time. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to doing this more. Yeah, I think this will be this will be one of many, and yeah. and hopefully hopefully there's a few people out there that'll enjoy. Yeah, I think there'll be a couple hearing the stories. I think then, there'll be a couple, and if not, it's still fucking fun. Anyway. I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even stoned. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you know we're gonna you know we're just gonna really try to just have a good time and like have some good guests that like people could get really. Um, just learn, some, you know, get some cool stories and information from that. Like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You know, yeah. like, so it's uh, to me that's always interesting. That's why I like some of these stuff. And I'm not a huge podcast guy. Like, I don't listen to tons of. Them. I don't listen when I'm on a road trip. I do. Sure, that's if really I'm driving, it, like, yeah. I, I like I like some Joe Rogan stuff because I, you know, people either love or hate him, but I I, I like the guy. I like what he has to say to some of the stuff. You know, yeah, some of the stuff is to me is kind of bullshit, <laughs> but. It's a podcast. It's, yeah. you're, you're not. You're not. You're not supposed to agree with everything. Um, I've been really digging on Bill Maher's Bill podcast, and the yeah. reason why um, is because he has guests on that he does not agree with yeah. at all about anything really, and but he still has them on, and they have a discussion. They don't argue. They laugh. Yeah. They make fun of themselves. I love it. That's that's what it, that's where we need to go. It is, with yeah. This, you know and what I, mean? I, I have a new. This we're probably gonna. We were trying to end, but I have a, a newfound respect for the old school liberal. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the way they are. Yeah. Just it's cool, whatever you know. Yeah. And and the the new school leftist is a topic for a different episode. But yeah, we'll get to the woke stuff. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that I think that we can agree on a lot of stuff there, yeah. bro. Because that's. Uh, free speech is the most important thing to me, yeah. and uh, I, I don't want to see it going away. Nope. So, so on, on that note, I think that gets us to the end of episode one. Episode one, bro. And more to come. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And, uh, we're going to work out the format on if we're going to go weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, whatever. Yep. We'll, we'll sort that out soon enough, but I'll get this one posted up soon, and, and Excellent. we'll see you guys soon. Take care, guys. Peace. These are the days I know, I know. These are the days I know. These are the days I know, I know